You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns, episode four. I'm Jen. And I'm Mick. Welcome back. We're so glad you're back. We are loving hearing everyone's feedback. Um, We want to thank you all for inviting us into your space and for listening in and downloading our episodes and being so excited to hear what we have to say. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, before we jump into our usual breath work, I just want to kind of check in with you. Yes. How are you feeling? You know, we got a a few episodes out right now. Yeah. We're getting that great feedback. Anything you wanted to to talk about with regard to how things have played out so far? A couple of things. I'm very pleasantly surprised and excited from the response. You know, we felt called to create this space and talk about our experience. Um, Almost not knowing if anyone was going to be into it or not. Yeah, And so it's been really affirming to hear a lot of people say like, hey, I'm going through a spiritual journey, too, or I've been looking into these things for a couple of years. And so it really goes back to the to the first episode where I was talking about sometimes people do some of these things privately. I'll say private, not secret. Yeah. Um, They're doing them privately and that it's it's becoming more of a collective conversation. So that's been. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. I think. uh you know, that's been great as well. But personally, my boys in particular have been kind of clowning me a little bit. So I wanted to, to kind yeah. of talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, so n- naturally for me, I, I'm a fast talker. Yes. And so going into this, I've been very kind of conscious about how I sound on the mic, making sure people can actually understand the words that I'm saying. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, doing all those types of exercises. <laughs> And so um, I think the only other place in life where I, I kind of am conscious about my pace is when I'm giving like a work presentation. So mm. I've gotten tons of comments from my friends like, dude, I feel like you're about to tell me like what our quarterly profits were or something oh, like, no. you know, just like, dude, are you doing a dissertation? Like, who is that guy? I don't know that voice. Um, so I think for me, I'm working on trying to kind of find this happy medium of being casual, being my usual normal voice, but at the same time, making sure folks can understand what the hell I'm saying. So um, it's been fun trying to trying to find that. But also folks have been making a lot of fun of me. So I'm laughing at it. (laughs) The podcast is kind of like a new boo, you know? Yeah. Getting to know you. you Exactly. It's like that first date where you we have your representative and now you're getting past that now. Exactly. You want to expose everything. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So yeah, we're getting more comfortable on the mic. We're finding our groove um, and we're enjoying this journey. Um, we also talked a little bit about offline, um, about like how, particularly on the spiritual side, how language can be a barrier to entry. And sometimes it makes, it actually makes me think of when I first started working in corporate America and the lingo was so strange to me. And they would say things. Like, hey, let's noodle on that and tee that up for tomorrow. We'll circle back on that next week. And I was always like, I know English. English is my first language. I know these words by themselves, but I have no idea 
what you're saying. <laughs> and so when I we would listen back to the episodes as we were, you know, getting them ready for for the audience, I would hear us say things. I was like, I did not want to be that spiritual girl that's talking in this like inaccessible language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that someone's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. So um, uh, we're going to do better about that and try and check ourselves in the moment. But a couple of them that I was thinking about was, um, well, my favorite word, expansive. And I mean, like that was, I think that was pretty self-explanatory, but I think it really speaks to, I think about spirituality, especially since we had this awakening as if you've ever been to like a museum with like these really old, massive oil paintings, they're massive. Like, I don't even know how they painted these paintings, but I think of them as like, that's the full picture and our individual lenses pre-spiritual awakening was almost like looking at this oil painting up close with a telescope. Like you were only going to see so much but when you expand your view, you're really starting to see the bigger picture. Um, so I think about when I say expansive, that's what I mean there. Conditioning, that comes up and that'll come up in some other discussions too. And I think we'll dig a little bit more into that. But I think that's also just, I think the best way to s- define conditioning is thinking about some of the things that we believe and asking ourselves, who told you that? Why do you think that? So we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but I I wanted to check myself before I wreck myself. um, (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Come back to that. Yeah. So anyway. So anyways, you know what time it is before we get into our main topic. It's time for breath work. All right. So today I want us to do some deep belly breathing and also do a little bit of visualization work. So we spend a lot of time breathing very shallow, really mainly in our chest. It's great to get a lot of that air out and, and breathe with our, our belly. So I want everyone to close your eyes if you're able to. Place your hand right on your belly. And for three really deep breaths, I want you to focus on pushing that hand that's on your belly away and out from your body. So just do three of those really nice, slow belly breaths. Two more of those. One more. All right. Now I want you to, while you still have your eyes closed and you're breathing deeply, I want you to visualize that in between you and your chair or sofa or whatever you're sitting on, there's this cushion of red energy. And you're sitting comfortably on this this light cushion that's emanating with red. And just sit there on it. Keep this picture in your mind.
Now I want you to imagine this cushion starts to expand. Continue to breathe and visualize this image. The cushion is expanding downward. It is extending and encompassing your chair that's beneath you, whatever you're sitting on. And it's slowly starting to extend downward past the floor, all the way down until it reaches the earth. And I want you to imagine you are connected to the earth and starting to feel energy coming from the earth towards your body. We're going to ground ourselves against that earth energy and really start to feel that connection between your body and our planet. Take a few deep breaths as you experience this. Two more deep breaths. Now slowly open your eyes. And you guys just got a preview of what we're going to be covering today. Awesome. Thanks, Mick. So we are kicking off our series all about the chakras. We personally think chakras are important. Hell, it's half of the show name. So we knew that we wanted to do an episode on each of the main chakras. So let's get into it. To start, what the hell is a chakra? Great question. So chakra is actually, it's a word in Sanskrit, and it means wheel. And so the concept really goes all the way back to about 1500 BC, uh, and it shows up in Hindu religious texts called the Vedas. Um, And it also shows up in places in Buddhism as well. But essentially, the idea that both of these religions focus on is that we, in addition to having a physical body, also have this energetic body. We know scientifically things are made up of energy. So this idea of chakras is essentially on this energetic body, there are these main focal points where energy is being transferred and moves. So if you're wondering... How many chakras are there? Like you've heard people talk about chakras and you don't really know much about them. You never really looked at a chakra map. Well, unfortunately, the answer is complicated. Some practitioners and philosophers believe that there are as many as 114 chakras. In the West, we tend to focus on seven main chakras. Yeah. I mean, I think when I think about chakras, I think about it kind of like a map. Right. So if you were to pull up on Google Maps, the map of your city, you kind of see the major intersections, the major freeways, uh, interstates when you kind of are taking more of a bird's eye view. But as you kind of zoom in, you start to see more of the smaller side streets and, um, you know, other traffic patterns throughout the different neighborhoods. Right. And so I think of like the seven main chakras as being like those major interstates that are driving energy through your body. Mm. Uh, and then the smaller ones, the, the, the full 114 are, are more of those, those side streets. Okay. Awesome. That was an awesome analogy. 
or a metaphor or analogy? It's an analogy. I'm not quite sure. Regarding the number of chakras. But anywho, each chakra has a physical location in the body with accompanying organs and glands. So I know Mick talked, he gave the esoteric definition about how we have a physical body and an energetic body. I think when I started really digging into what the chakras are and like started researching this more, um, it was really mind-blowing to me that I think I thought of chakras as something that we talked about in yoga, maybe meditation, but not that it was really related and or like directly interconnected with our physical body. So it's it's really interesting to see like where those chakras sit and the energy that we all generate. We all generate an electromagnetic field around us and how that's all related. It's that mind-body-spirit connection coming up again. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, in addition to kind of the being associated with different parts of the body, um, each chakra has a color. It has a mantra. It has a mudra, which is also kind of like a, a hand configuration. I mean, it's kind of like being in a gang, right? They all have their colors and <laughs> what they say and hand signs. No? Thug life. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So mudras are... Kind of like what you see when you see people meditating and they like have their pointer finger, like making the circle with their thumb and they're sitting cross-legged and they look so peaceful. Like there's different hand configurations um, and each one is called a mudra. Lastly, I just wanted to to say um, I was reading a book, The Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss. Um, and not only are the chakras associated with like different um, biological systems and emotions um, and and thoughts. Um, she also breaks down how within the Jewish and Christian faiths um, there are like sacraments within within uh, Christianity. She essentially associates um, each of the sacraments with one of the chakras. Um, so I thought that was interesting, just how we tend to um, think about chakras as being like this Eastern, um, you know, Hindu Buddhism. Um, idea, but the same ideas and feelings and thoughts are explored uh, as well into um, some of the Judeo-Christian religions as well. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm like, when this theme comes up, I'm super excited about to talk about on this podcast is that the more you start to dig and the more you think you might be getting away from something, the more you just return, like you just keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're thinking, oh, chakras, that's that's some other stuff. And then you come and then you realize that it's it's all connected. And I think that's what makes a lot of these elements and ideas and um, truths really, really fascinating. So finally, there are emotions and illnesses tied to each of the seven chakras and the illnesses or um, some of the negative emotions usually indicate an imbalance. So now that we've gotten through that overview, let's get to the root. Give me the root. Give me the root. The biggie reference? No. Notorious B.I.G.? Give me the loot? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, the root chakra um, is also called the first chakra, called the base chakra, and is even referred to as the tribal chakra. Uh, It's located at the base of the spine. Uh, and it's associated with the color red. So that's why I had you guys thinking about a red ball of energy near the base of your spine that you were sitting on. It's part of the breath work. Yes. And you may have noticed that the episode is titled Started from the Bottom. 
So when you look at the chakra map, um, I think it might be maybe especially for English people who speak English, who who speak and read English to start from the top and go down. But actually, when you talk about the flow of energy, you start from the bottom, which at the root chakra, that's number one. And then you go up. Yep. Um, So it's the root chakra is thought to be kind of the foundation. Um, You know, we talk about foundations in academia and in building houses. And so it's really the place you want to start when it comes to learning more about energy flow within the body. We've talked a bit about the connection already between body, mind, and spirit. Uh, And the root chakra is connected to your mind as it relates to your thoughts around group identity, group beliefs, that could be political beliefs, religious beliefs. Um, So kind of that whole idea of fitting in with your tribe uh, is really connected to your root chakra. Yeah, so it also deals with your basic needs. If you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Um, from like Psych 101, the first levels in the hierarchy are about food, water, survival, shelter, everything we talk about on the preparedness side of chakras and shotguns. But these are also root chakra related concerns. So it's one of our primal chakras. Think of the things that hunters and gatherers were really concerned about way back when. Nice. Uh, So from a body and biological standpoint, um, the root chakra it deals with the adrenal glands. And so each of the chakras tends to have a counterpart in the endocrine system. Uh, And so for the root, that's going to be with those adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands manage the hormones that regulate your response to stress, your metabolism, and your immune system. The adrenal glands sit on top of the kidneys, and your kidneys cleanse your blood of toxins and remove waste and excess fluid in the form of urine. So we've talked a bit before about the fight or flight response in a previous episode, but just be thinking about if we're triggering that stress response this that sits in this primal chakra and we're triggering it because we're constantly being pinged by emails or we have our kids who need to go here, there, and everywhere, or we have a parent who is dealing with some medical issues, anything like that, you're triggering this very primal response. And so because when we were hunters and gatherers, that was a life or death situation, it's going to affect some of these other systems, like the the systems of getting rid of waste, of making sure that your immune system is on point. Like those things are affected. Definitely. I think you're already starting to get into some of the imbalances that can occur uh, in your root chakra. So let's kind of dive a little bit more into that. How do you know if like your chakra, your root chakra is out of whack? So your root chakra deals with fear and passion. So some of the emotional manifestations of of an imbalance in your root chakra can include insecurity, feeling spaced out, like not really feeling present, fatigue, fear around survival. Yeah, um, so that's definitely some of the emotional cues. I think how that relates to your body Mm -hmm. uh, and ways you can see kind of physical manifestations of your root chakra being out of balance. Um, They show up as things like arthritis. Uh, You may have bladder or colon problems. Uh, For the fellas, that could also show up in your prostate. Uh, so having issues there in large prostate, potentially prostate cancer. 
um, those are, are going to be associated with the root chakra. Um, eating disorders as well is something that we uh, saw that can also show up as a root chakra uh, manifestation. Uh, and then chronic lower back pain um, is another one. And I think um, Jen can speak to specifically having had some lower back issues in the past. Yes. Story time. Jen's sciatica. Um, <laughs> so, uh like I said earlier, I was working in corporate America for um, some time and had some really bad sciatic nerve pain, like starting out with the tingling in the butt cheeks to butt cheeks. Tingling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to the shooting pains down my right leg or my left leg or both legs. And it was to the point that I was taking, um, a leave or NSAIDs, I was taking anti-inflammatories every single day just to like make it through the day. And so I attributed it to going from a fairly active like life as a student, you know, walking around on campus, being out with friends, being out and about all the time to sitting in an office chair. Um, I didn't think my office chair was that bad, but it just like progressively got worse. Um, I switched positions, like job positions. They should have gotten a lot better, but I was just like, oh, I, these just must be shitty office chairs. I don't know what's going on. So I had all of this pain and I just decided that it was chronic and that it was just going to be something that I was going to have to live with. And then I got pregnant with our first child and it went away. It just like completely went away. And at first I thought, there's this hormone that your body creates when you're pregnant called relaxing. Like it literally means like you relaxing and it's just kind of making your joints and your tendons and all of that a little bit more um, fluid and limber because your body's growing and getting expansive <laughs> to hold this fetus. And so I was like, oh, that must be it. It's taking the pressure off my back. And that's why, you know, the sciatic nerve pain is going away. And sure enough, had my baby. Within about six months, the pain was back. Got pregnant again. The pain went away. I was like, this is what it is. This is when I'm pregnant. I'm feeling great. It's all this ooey gooey hormone. It's fantastic. But then after the spiritual awakening that Mick and I had in 2020, and I like really started to dig into more of these things and really started to unpack the mind-body-spirit connection and how it all relates to each other, I really came back to my root chakra because when I took that pressure off of myself when I was pregnant, because I was very much so, I mean, I wasn't, I don't think so. I, I wasn't like a, um, what's like the pregnancy version of like a bridezilla? Like I wasn't a pregnant Zilla. Yeah. But if you wanted me to do something extra, you wanted me to do something strenuous, you wanted me to like work longer hours. I was like, no, fuck that. I'm pregnant. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And so I like released myself from that pressure. And it was like, I have to rest. I need to go get a snack. Yeah. I think your your maternal instinct like really kicked in. You're like, I need to create a very peaceful environment for this baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let anything kind of penetrate my my bubble. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have that bubble when you weren't carrying the baby. You were kind of like allowing a lot of things to kind of get to you and, and you know, cause that fight or flight response. Right. Whereas you were like, nope, shutting this down. When yeah, when I'm when I'm carrying baby, so, so yeah, I think I was just I took a lot of that pressure off of myself. Like I wasn't 
fearful of losing my job, maybe because I was like, you're not going to fire me. I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's just kind of like <laughs> I didn't have a lot of some of those emotional manifestations. Yeah. And I've seen that as I'm more mindful of that and I'm more keyed into that, like I don't have that nerve pain. Now, is it a correlation? Is it a causation? I don't know. I ain't a doctor, but I'm telling you what worked for me. So I really, truly believe that that was a manifestation of my mindset and like how imbalanced I was and that I wasn't grounded and I wasn't taking time to be present, to be mindful. The mind was just go, 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 go. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, I think about kind of two trends that are happening right now with like COVID. So you see on one hand, because folks are working from home, there is a bleeding of kind of work in life, right? Where mm. a lot of folks don't know when to shut off work and like kind of experience life because they're not physically commuting from the office and back home. Mm. And then on the other side, you see folks who are, because they're able to be at home, they are able to kind of um, let go of some of their kind of belief systems around like what they need to be doing during nine to fives, during mm. their nine to five. And mm-hmm. they can like do other things like spend time out in the yard gardening kind of during the day when they before wouldn't have had that opportunity, right? And so they're kind of experiencing different activities. Um, And so I think it's just interesting, like as that relates to like the root chakra and like our fight or flight responses and um, some of these emotional and physical manifestations, like I wonder what we're starting, what we're going to see more and more of um, from some of that as as these kind of two forces are affecting the overall workforce. What do you you kind of think about that? Uh, I think it will be interesting. I think it also depends on the industry. Yeah. I think industries where you have client service, where it's like billable hour, um, I'm concerned because there is this metric, this quantifiable metric of like how much you're producing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other industries, it's not so much, I think, you know. Yeah, I think in in those types of client service professions, the culture, the group belief, which is what the group, the root chakra kind of governs. Hey now. Right? Hold on. The group belief is that, like, you need to work that hard, right? Right. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I... I really... I, I've been seeing articles about, you know collective burnout. And so I'm hoping that there can be a shift in mindset, particularly for those areas, because, you know, it's just life is too short to live like that, to, you know, have that type of pain. I mean, for that period of time where I had that chronic pain and I was like, I'm not middle-aged, I'm fairly young, to be like, I guess my life is going to be this way. Like that, that really makes me sad when I look back on it. Um, and so like if people are experiencing physical issues, emotional issues, because our group belief is, especially in America, right? America corporate systems is go, 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 do, 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 produce, produce, produce. Are you producing? Are mm-hmm. you producing? You know, and that's where your value lies. Like, I'm I'm really hoping that we get a shift away from that. I'm optimistic. Yeah, for sure. With um a lot of people not wanting to go back to the office. Yeah. Some folks just flat out saying they're not gonna do corporate America anymore. I have several people in my network who are like, No, I'm I'm done with that. I'm gonna go do something else that 
brings fulfillment to me. And yes, there are financial consequences to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have to scale back my lifestyle, but my happiness is worth more than that than that check. So, or even if they're staying in those roles, but they're not going back into the office, like yeah. they were like, I will continue to be remote mm-hmm. because I'm not going back into this environment that doesn't. For sure. Me. For sure. I think where, where folks have that option, they're yeah. doing that. But I know some people who are basically being told that by this date they have to oh. be back in the office or or they already are back in the office mm-hmm. a certain number of days a week and they don't want to do that. And so they have decided to just quit as opposed to kind of going back to what, what they were doing pre, mm-hmm. pre-working pre from home. So. And then it's like, what, what is even the... What's the driver there? I saw a tweet the other day. It was like, are we just trying to keep the commercial real estate industry from collapsing? Like, I mean, Maybe, what yeah. is the purpose? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, play, playing devil's advocate, there are definitely research studies out there that show that teams are more productive the closer they are in proximity to, to each other. It's like mm-hmm. there's like a 10-foot rule or whatever. So yeah. you could make an argument that being physically in someone's space is helpful for productivity. I just don't know if we saw that play out in like these companies. It seems to me like a lot of companies were really successful despite the the pandemic. So I don't know. It may be underestimating how much they got out of people. Yeah, for sure. But God knows I'm tired of Zoom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm Zoomed out as well. Anyway. So. Um, Yeah, so I guess outside of quitting your job, um, what's a way you could kind of help <laughs> get your root chakra back in balance? So a great way to get grounded, I think when we, whenever we're talking about grounding, we're talking about the root chakra. Mm-hmm. So a great way to get grounded is salt baths. So just a regular bath, maybe not a bubble bath, but putting, putting some Epsom salt in your bath, maybe like a cup of Epsom salt. Um, you can also use pink Himalayan salt. Don't look for pink Himalayan salt at the grocery store unless you know they sell it in bulk. They tend to sell it in small quantities and it's really for like seasoning food. But and I know people have thoughts about feelings about Amazon, but you can find it on Amazon in bulk for relatively inexpensive. So I like a little bit of both. Epsom salt is usually really easy to find. Yeah, don't judge me, but I do put a little bit of bubble bath in my, my grounded <laughs> bath. So hope that's OK. Do you, boo? If you also kind of want to extend that spot experience to, you know, your office space while you're working remotely, another great thing is to do a foot soak with a little bit of Epsom salt. If you want to add some essential oils, some lavender oil, some bubbles, if that's what you want to do, Meg, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. Feel beautiful, boo. All right. Um. But yeah, that's a great way also to just kind of ground and and really kind of keep your energy clear because th- we have a lot coming at us, especially if you're in a in a typical office environment type setting. You know, there's Zoom calls and urgent emails and all of these things that are kind of coming at us. And this kind of keeps you keeps you grounded, you know, keeps your energy pretty clear. So that's also a really great option. And it makes you feel indulgent and sexy. Nice. So another thing you could do to help with kind of helping your root chakra get back in balance, you can utilize crystals. And for folks who maybe don't know much about crystals, we're going to do a whole crystal one-on-one episode a little bit later. 
Um, but just really quick, um, some crystals that you could look at purchasing. Black tourmaline, um, which is black, you know, as well as obsidian, which is also another black stone. Um, those are both great, as well as carnelian and red jasper, which are both red stones, and red is associated with the root chakra. Um, so those kind of make sense uh, as well. So if you're... If you ever enter into a crystal store and you're kind of like, I can't remember what Mick and Jen said. I want to get a grounding stone. Just remember black and red. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Um, what else you got, Jen? Affirmations are great. Uh, I like to say them in the mirror. Or you can even mumble them to yourself, write them down on pieces of paper, surround yourself with them. Um, some of them that we like for grounding, I am present in my body. Remember, we're trying to combat that feeling of being spaced out. I am grounded. I am here in this moment. I am safe. I am centered. And I really like those because even when you're saying them, especially if if you think of saying them when you're in somewhat of a chaotic moment, it really does bring you back. Because I think I really struggled with being at work, thinking about my kids, being with my kids, thinking about work, you know, and kind of just not ever fully being 100%. And so I wasn't really giving 100% to anything either. Yeah, that really kind of gets into like the mindfulness, right? Yes. Like being present in every moment, like when you mindfully eat and you savor every bite. So it's kind of like savoring every moment of life and being like really there. Yes. 100%. So that's interesting. Um, the last one I had um, is one I do every day. Um, I, I love it. Um, it's it's basically called grounding um, or earthing is another term for it. Um, basically, you know, Jen talked about this electromagnetic energy that we have flowing through our bodies. Uh, and if you remember back to physics, electricity likes to find the ground. And so we should basically this idea around grounding and earthing is you want to create a way for that electricity to get to the ground. So you go outside, you find some dirt or grass, um, just any type of, of bare earth. If you can't find any bare earth, you can also use the concrete. Uh, and you want to have your, your bare feet touch that ground. And just for, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, if you can, let that electricity flow through your body uh, and find the ground. Uh, and so I do it every day. Uh, and I, I always feel refreshed and present um, after I do it. And get the kids into it. They love it. They love oh, to yeah. just like be outside and just for a moment, get into nature. Yeah. Talk about what they see. and For sure. For sure. Um, and then when I was kind of like researching things, I found out that there are some people who use like a metal spoon on the bottom of their foot. Um, it's essentially the same idea as grounding or earthing. Um, and you just kind of rub the metal spoon against your foot um, to, again, help dissipate some of that electromagnetic energy. So you can try that as well if that sounds easier for you to do than going out into the the dirt. And put it in the dishwasher after you're done. Oh, yeah. It might just be your, your like, special spoon. for <laughs> Your special spoon? Like, that's the one that you don't eat with. It's just your foot spoon. I think that's probably, <laughs> a, that's probably a better idea. Your foot spoon. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, If all of this, especially the metal spoon, your foot spoon, <laughs> if all of that sounds... A, a little bit out there, take a step back and just just think of each of these moments as taking a moment for yourself. Not thinking about the past, not thinking about what's to come, just being present and having a moment to yourself. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
Everyone should have that. We always talk about self-care. I don't care if you're single, married, 50 limb kids. Everybody needs a moment for themselves to connect and be present. So, you know, no one's saying you got to do magic in the bathtub, even though we may talk about that. But you're just having a moment to yourself and reconnecting. That should be a future episode title, Magic in the Bathtub. Magic in the Bathtub. All right. So I, I think that kind of wraps up the root chakra. Um, I do want to introduce a new segment. So in situations like this or in episodes like this, when we cover a spiritual topic in depth, I do want to make sure I don't leave our folks without something related to preparedness, right? So I've been kind of noodling on what we would name this particular segment. Tee it up. I think it's best to be called Shit Happens. <laughs> because, you know, we're out here, we're living our lives, we got Zoom meetings, we're driving the kids to, to daycare, maybe we're taking them to sports practices, and sometimes shit happens. And I want you guys to be ready. I don't want you out here like Kevin Hart. He wasn't ready. <laughs> you feel me? So, I want to have these segments where I briefly give you a kind of a quick tip of something that you can integrate into your life to help out with those moments where where shit happens. Um, So for this episode, I want to cover a tool. Um, It is a combination car auto glass breaker slash seatbelt cutter. And so this is really for my drivers out there. You're, you know, putting a lot of miles out commuting to work or maybe you do a lot of road trips. Um, We all know the statistics around auto accidents Um, If you're driving an SUV, we know the rollover vehicle statistics. Uh, And so in some of those situations, you may find yourself where the car door is pinned shut. Maybe due to the collision, your seatbelt is malfunctioning and you're unable to exit the vehicle. And so having this handy little tool, uh, I saw them online on Walmart.com and Amazon for under 10 bucks, under 15 bucks in some cases for some of the more fancier ones. Um, and basically, this tool can help to slice that that seatbelt for you, uh, as well as be able to break any of the the glass in the vehicle. Um, and so, I, I'd even think about um, getting some of the Velcro adhesive kind of stickers. So you you know kind of you you stick one into like the, your door, the other into the to the tool, and then kind of use that Velcro to to keep it in place. Um, just because you may be in a situation where your car is upside down, uh, and you you know kind of what you see on the movies. Uh, where, where it's slow motion and things are kind of flying in the air, uh, you want your your tool to be there and accessible for you to be able to to help get you out of that vehicle. All right. So next time shit happens, you guys hopefully are ready. Thanks, Ming. <laughs> so as always, if there was something in this episode that you're curious about, please check out our show notes. Also, if it's not in the show notes or if you have any other question, Anything that you would like us to talk about, please email us at chakrasandshotguns at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, guys. And as always, please remember to subscribe to our show and give us a five-star rating. Namaste. Namaste.